Hello, how are you? Hope you're having a great day, and thank you for being here. Um, my name is Drew, and this is the Between Me and Drew podcast with Clara Joyce Flowers. And um, today, we're going to be talking about automating shipping, which kind of rolls really well with the last two episodes that we've had, because last week we talked about building a retail website and things that we like to think about um, when it comes to a retail uh, shopping platform. And then the week before that, we talked about wholesale websites. Um, so because there definitely is a difference between the two of those. Um, now, this week is kind of keeping on with that same process. Um, this will be like the last week in this little trio um, where we're talking about um, basically e-commerce. Um, so um, next week will be totally different. We'll be back on to growing and planning and, and prepping for uh, the season ahead. But um, this week we're talking about shipping because th- within the uh, cut flower industry, there is are lots and lots of um, options and potential for shipping your product um, and lots of people getting into that uh, kind of corner of the industry. So um, I'm very excited. Um, We've been shipping for several years. We really started shipping uh, cut flowers once COVID started in 2020. Um, and honestly, our business has never been the same. So it um, is very fun. It's very challenging. Um, It is um interesting in many different facets and we'll get into more of that in a minute but let's um i should first tell you a little bit more about our farm um clara joyce flowers is our farm and business name um we're a very uh multifaceted company we do wedding and event work but we also uh ship whole ship and deliver um wholesale flowers we deliver to chicago and madison and then we ship nationwide and then we also ship retail bouquets during uh, our summer season through subscriptions and through our website as well so um we definitely have some experience with this and uh, we also ship a lot of um other semi non-perishable items like dahlia tubers and roots and then we ship um, rooted cuttings as well in the spring. So rooted cuttings and then the fresh cuts are all very perishable items. Um, so we uh, are very well aware of some of the time constraints that can come into uh, shipping as well. So um, yeah, I've got my, my notes prepped and ready for today's episode. So if you're ready, we will get rolling. So um, automating shipping is a huge factor, um, for anyone who is partaking in e-commerce. It really doesn't matter if you're selling seeds or selling plug flats, or if you're selling, um, dog kennels or who knows what you're selling. Um, automating the process of, um, making labels and having all of that stuff prepared on the back end, um, and having those, uh, packages picked up at your location, all of those things and those um, ways of automation um, are going to save you so much time and frustration uh, when it comes to the act of making that label and getting that uh, item or package out of your hands and into someone else's. Um, so we're going to cover this from a couple different perspectives. Um, the first main point that we're going to talk about is uh, the, the physical act of shipping um, through a carrier, whether it's post office or FedEx or UPS. And then we're going to finish with um, 
actually like a delivery service like you're providing the service of delivery um, because there are there are a few things to, to point out on both of those um, but first if you're using a service um, so post office UPS here in the US um, FedEx um, or UPS and there are others there are smaller uh, regional shipping companies that we use as well um, but if we're using a service we need to know the weight of what we're shipping um, Many of, do you hear Sasha tapping in the background? <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> She's very excited uh, in the office. Anyway, um, we, we always want to know the weight of the package. And that can be a little tricky when um, th we have orders that have many, many different components, um, different you know sized items, things that might not always be the exact same size or weight. Um, so the way that we kind of navigate that is by making sure that every item that we sell on our website has a weight associated to it. So we are always weighing out. Oh my goodness, this is getting out of hand. Hey. I need you to calm down. Thank you. Anyway, um, we are always weighing things. So, like, we know that a packaged Dahlia tuber weighs XYZ, or a strip of rooted cuttings weighs, you know, whatever that weight is. And then when we are making and drafting and preparing that item listing on our website, regardless of whether it's wholesale or retail, we're entering in that weight so that when that order is prepared and calculated at checkout, um, the website knows how much weight, physical poundage, is in that order and then that is going to correlate with what we have um, set by the um, uh, rate which we have broken out by poundage in the website platform sounds confusing I know um, but the way that shipping works from a shipper like a shipping services perspective like a uh, FedEx or post um, is yes weight is taken into account but you also have to take into account where that package is going so physically um, what state what region is it in a city is it not in a city how far out of the city is it all of those things and more play into the actual cost that it's going to cost you the shipper to ship this package so you definitely have to like figure out and spend some time and you're gonna you are going to spend some money figuring this out uh, because I promise you that there's a really good chance that you're going to undercharge for shipping in the beginning and then you're going to realize how much <laughs> extra money you're having to spend in order to get those packages to where they need to go and then you're going to raise your shipping price so um, the way that we kind of worked around that or figured it out was familiarizing ourselves with some of those requ those uh, factors, um, you know, ge geographic-wise, um, you know, is it going to a city, et cetera, um, and then also looking at shipping and uh, zoning maps. Um, and this can be uh, a little tricky. Um, for us here, we're very much towards the middle of the country, Okay. Illinois, northwestern corner of Illinois is relatively close to the center of the United States. So, and we only ship domestically. So, if we're shipping to Vermont to the, the to the right, um, 
distance wise, it's very similar to if we were to ship to Arizona um, or, you know, Western Kansas or Northern Texas. Um, that, that physical distance is relatively comparable. Um, so that is, you know, one thing that we do have um, kind of to rely on. Whereas if you were in Arizona or in Oregon, um, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to have your shipping automated um, if you are serving both clients on the far east coast and if you're also serving clients in the southwest because the southwest was going to be closer to you um, rather than the farther furthest east coast. Um, so all of that is you know going to have to come into to uh, account. Um, and, and the reason that that's a, a challenge is if you're trying to have this as automated as possible, um, the only way that you're going to be able to customize that based on client and client by client um, is if you're physically going in and either altering and, and refunding that client if they overpaid for shipping or requesting more money. And depending on your website platform, that requesting money might be a little difficult because through, um, which we talked about this last week and the week before, um, if you're utilizing a website platform like Squarespace, you can't request more money. You can't alter that invoice um, by specific items. You can only refund. Whereas if you're using a platform like Shopify, you are able to edit uh, invoices. You are able to request more. You are able to add specific items to certain invoices. Um, so you have the ability to do that. However, that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to achieve today, which is automating shipping. So um, the way that you can kind of work around that is to pad your online rates. Um, so it's always going to charge, not always, there are some times where it, we still catch ourselves. But if you pad your online rates, there's a good chance that your customer is going to be paying more than the actual cost that it is costing you to ship that package. So let's say um, a customer has bought 15 Dahlia tubers, which is fantastic. And it the, the website has uh, charged them, you know, $25 or $30 or whatever the case might be for shipping and delivery, um, there's a good chance that it's not going to cost us as the farm that much to get it there. Um, but there is the chance that it will. And there are times where it costs us more um, than what the customer has paid to get it there. Um, so when that happens, we have to take a few things into account. Um, the quote-unquote extra money, um, which really isn't extra, um, is going to get sucked up very, very quickly in the, the grand scheme of things. So um, that quote-unquote extra money is going towards the customers who are requiring more shipping money because they might live, you know, way far out in the boonies and it's going to cost extra to get them their package. Or it might be going towards the, you know, um, extra labor and packaging to accommodate for, you know, maybe a large order or a small order. Or if there's a, an environment that we're shipping to that's very cold, extra packaging for that. Um, 
the staff to make all that happen, the hours that go into packaging and prepping and planning and preparing, all of those things and those people and those hours take money. So um, padding your your online rates is going to get sucked up by that very, very quickly. Um, if you are looking for more of like a hands-on real life, you know, what is it going to cost me to ship this package to Arkansas or ship this package of tubers uh, or soap or whatever it is that you're selling to Alaska? You're not going to be charged to do mock-up or fake labels. So that is definitely an option. Um, I would strongly encourage you do that. Just like start picking random spots on Google Earth and seeing how much it costs to ship to that zip code. Um, so that you can kind of familiarize yourself with that that process and those costs. And honestly, this is a really great time of year to be doing it over the winter um, because you probably don't have acres and acres of flowers in bloom and thousands of square feet of greenhouses to tend to. So um, this is a really wonderful time of year to do that. Now, there's a f two other things to talk about when it comes to automating shipping. Um, we use a shipping software called ShipStation, which links to both of our websites. Uh, it links to our retail on Squarespace, and it links to our wholesale on Shopify. I love Shopify or uh, ShipStation a lot because within ShipStation, I am able to get a complete summary of all of the orders that we have uh, accrued or accumulated that have not been shipped. It can sort and file everything that has been shipped and taken care of. Um, it can tell me a lot of things. It tells me the age of orders. So if I can see, I can see something that's you know been sitting for ten days that should have been shipped. I can see that from my dashboard, and then I can track that order down and see what's going on. Um, within ShipStation, I'm also able to do the actual act of shipping and preparing labels and all of the things so um let's click on uh order 3794 it was placed today um and this is for monica monica if you're in shed oregon i have your order in front of me uh monica has ordered some rooted cuttings of dahlias um heirloom chrysanthemums in river city and kelvin mandarin and she wants this shipped to her on week 14 which is um April 3rd of next year. So um, we have a lot of things that have already been accumulated and compiled for us. So uh, she has three strips of rooted cuttings, which is going to come out to about two pounds. Um, and that information has been compiled and pulled from Squarespace and is now in our ShipStation account. So when I go to prepare this shipping label, I can apply a preset, which I already have, you know, um, prepared and made up within ShipStation. I have a preset for shipping florist orders. I have a preset for shipping retail bouquets. I have a preset for padded mailers for seeds. And I have a preset for rooted cutting shipping because all of those things require different things. And then I have a preset for tuber boxes or small boxes. Um, the reason I have them all broken out is because florist orders and flowers overnight, the retail flowers, they need to be shipped on FedEx overnight priority because they need to get there faster than 
later. Um, padded mailers have a different rate through the post office. The tuber boxes have a different rate through the post office. And then routed cutting shipping is usually FedEx two-day if it's being shipped on Monday and Tuesday. Um, or we'll ship it overnight if it's going out on Wednesday and Thursday. So um, that's kind of how that breakout works. So from within this preset file, I can select which one is going to best be suited. So um, let's say, hypothetically, we're shipping Monica's package, um, which also Monica's business is Lucky M Flowers. So you should follow her on social media since she ordered with us. Um, so I'm going to select um, Rooted Cutting Shipping. And it has already re or preloaded um, all the presets that I've entered. So it's set up for FedEx today. Um, it's got a package. It's got the weight already prepped and ready to go. And then it's going to cost us um, $21.63 to ship this package to her. And Monica paid $22 in shipping. So there is 37 cents <laughs> of unused shipping funds um, on this one particular order. So as you can see, we have this pretty dialed in. Um, so of that 37 cents, all of it is going to go into the box. And then all of the packaging and the fun goody things are all on top of it. So um, yeah. That's exactly how that works. So then from here, I can click create and print label, um, which is going to send this label to FedEx. And then that's going to get approved through my FedEx account, which is linked to my ShipStation account. Um, and then this, I should also reference this $21 to ship this um, is including my uh, Calflowers account discount because we're a member of Calflowers, which is a uh, shipping um, collaborative effort. Um, it, it's Calflowers is a real business, um, and what what that is or what that means is, um, if you have a membership through Calflowers, then you get a very large discount on overnight shipping. So um, that is really what makes this this possible. Um, so that's that however uh moving right along um once it's approved through our fedex account that label comes back which is almost immediately um and then it is printed on our printer our label printer which we use a dymo label writer 4xl um if you follow us on social media every now and then when i have a printing day you'll see me talk about this printer and how amazing and wonderful and how much i love it um because it's a thermal printer, does not require ink. Um, it can do a whole multitude of sizes of labels, but for shipping, we're using a four by six. Um, so everything is uh, printed on a four by six when it comes to shipping labels. Um, and if you've gotten a package from us before, you've probably had um, a, an extra sticker that might have a fun little saying or a little pun on it on the outside. Um, or we will use this to make smaller uh, info stickers uh, that will um, stick to the inside of packages. Uh, most commonly, it's we use those in the spring. Like, hey, your Dahlia tubers are here. Here's what you should do with them. Or, hey, your rooted cuttings are here. They might look a little rough because they've been in transport, so please don't freak out. Um, <laughs> things like that. Uh, so this label writer is fabulous. Love it. So um, once Monica's four by six label is printed and prepped and ready to go. Um, then 
I staple it to her order invoice and then it gets sent out to the crew who is busy packing. Now, FedEx labels for overnight service and two-day service are very, very time sensitive. So what happens is if we are planning and preparing on shipping on Monday, um, I will make labels either Sunday or Saturday night. Um, if I make them more than 24 hours in advance, then I need to edit the ship date when I am making the label, when I'm entering all the information. So within ShipStation, I can declare what date I want this package picked up. So whether it's today, the next day, or the day after that. Um, so it's, it's one more step. However, if you make labels for FedEx overnight, like after 6 p.m., um, basically after their day has ended, then it automatically will change that timeline for you. So you don't have to do that additionally on your end. Um, so that's one other little thing to keep in mind, because if you don't do that and you ship them out or have them picked up after that label has voided, then your UPS or FedEx man is going to have to reprint all of those labels for you while he is, um, like loading them and it's going to take more time. So, um, in, in the effort, effort or essence of time, um, we want to make sure that, uh, we're doing what we can to make it, uh, easier, more conducive for, for them just to speed up the process really is what we're trying to achieve here. Um, so that's how that works. Once we have our label prepped and it's sent out and it's packaged, um, the next step or the thing that we really need to do from the office is, request a pickup. So within ShipStation and most label platforms, um, you can request pickups. So we can do this for FedEx, UPS, and USPS. Um, so if I go into ShipStation, or yeah, I'm in ShipStation, and I go to Shipments, which is on the top of my dashboard, I can go to Carrier Pickups on the left side of my screen, and I can schedule a pickup, and I can schedule it for any of my accounts. Um, and then within the FedEx pickup, you can request a pickup within or for 24 hours in advance, usually no more than that. Um, so I'm going to declare my pickup service, which we are shipping on Express because FedEx Express and FedEx Ground are basically, for lack of better words, two totally different companies. So if you are making a FedEx Ground label for tubers or things that can take a little bit more time to ship, you need to submit a separate pickup request specifically for FedEx Ground, whereas FedEx Express labels, which are your overnight service, your two-day service, um, basically anything that has the letter E in big, bold uh, print on your shipping label is for FedEx Express. So don't screw that up because I definitely have. Um, we're going to select FedEx Express and then default location, which is our address here at the farm. You have to submit a, a contact in case there's a problem when your driver is here, um, your pickup date, and your pickup window, your time window. Um, so we usually will request a pickup for as late in the day as possible, which um, the last cutoff start time is 1 p.m., and then they can pick up until 6 p.m. So once we have all that information uh, submitted, we push uh, schedule pickup, and then it goes into the system, and then the driver shows up at some point during that time frame and takes your packages. And then from there, they go out into the world. So that seemed, that was probably a lot. There was a lot of information I just unloaded and piled on you. So um, feel free 
to re-listen to this as many times as you need to. Um, that is totally an option. Um, one thing that is interesting is that I don't do like uh, show notes from all of the episodes um, because I want you to like be engaged and take notes if you have the ability to. So um, yeah, you'll, you might need to re-listen to this part again. However, that is how we ship. That's how we make labels. It's all done in that 24 minutes of me yammering is years and years and years worth of um, trial and error and figuring it out. So, um, yeah, there you go. Now, let's talk about if you're delivering. And we briefly touched on this when in a previous episode, I'm sure, when we were talking about wholesale stuff um, and delivery services. But um, if you are the one or if someone from your company or business is the one delivering product um having that be as cut and dry of a system and process as possible as possible is very important so um if you can or you probably really should have preset delivery areas set up as individual shipping options during checkout so for us what that looks like uh, which is exclusively an option on the wholesale website and the wholesale website only because we don't offer retail delivery, um, is we have a, during main season, a Chicago Tuesday shipping option, a Chicago Thursday shipping option, and a Madison delivery option or shipping option. Um, those all have their own days and times, and your customer or client will know that um, because you're going to tell them that in, in an email or something. Um, but this is very easily applicable to a retail website or retail shipping and delivery option or situation as well. Um, so if you are, you know, delivering retail bouquets or happy birthday bouquets or whatever the case is, um, and you only do that to Carlsville on Tuesdays, you know, have Carlsville Tuesday delivery be an option at checkout. Um, because you can you can do specific things like that on your website. Um, so, you know, get as detailed as possible. Um, and then if you need more information or more input from your customer, um, you can build in a feature or a space during that checkout process um, to have the customer tell you when and where they want it delivered and any other, you know, detailed, detail-specific things that you need to know and you can make it a required uh field as well during the checkout process so like they can't move forward until they put something down in that system in that section um so that you know if if they overlook it then it'll force them to read it again hopefully and then have them put something in that spot so that is an option as well um yeah that's how we automate shipping. That's how we automate delivery. Um, once we have all this information from either our retail clients where we're shipping every package or from our wholesale delivery clients, uh, really it's up to us. It's up to us to get these packages packaged. It's up to us to make sure that things are going to transport well. It's up to us to get everything else lined up on the back end. Um, so that what I just told you in the past 25 minutes is exactly how... Um, it goes from submitted order on an e-commerce platform to a prepared label or a prepared order outbound. There you go. 
That's the secrets. That's how we do it. That's the sauce, baby. Lovely. Okay. Well, um, this is fun. This is exciting. Um, next week, we are talking about planning and preparing for Mother's Day, which is our next big holiday. Um, our demographic here at the farm is primarily women. Um so we don't target um Valentine's Day very heavy. We've tried for years and it just isn't a holiday that sticks for us and that's fine. Uh, but we know that Mother's Day is. So, um and that definitely plays into our demographic and the people that live in the area, et cetera, et cetera. Um so we are gearing up and planning for Mother's Day already right now and that's what we're going to talk about next week. So, um, next week's episode is sponsored by Leo Burby Bulb Company. So we'll get to hear from them next week. So exciting. Woohoo. And um, yeah, that's what I've got. So thank you for being here. Please follow us on social media, clarajoyceflowers.com for the farm account or Clara Joyce Weddings if you want to see some wedding work from previous seasons. If you have questions or ideas for new topics, you can send me an email at drew at clarajoyceflowers.com. Um, on our website, clarajoyceflowers.com, we've got merch, plants, tubers, seeds, cuttings, the whole gamut available, prepped, and ready for you. And depending on your streaming platform, please feel free to like, comment, or subscribe to this podcast um, and leave a review. I always love to read the reviews on Apple Podcasts to see and hear what y'all have to say. It makes our day. So please make sure that they're nice and not nasty and rude and mean because no one likes that. And then you just look like a poopy face and that's no fun. So uh, yeah, that's what we've got. I will see you next week. Have a lovely day and uh, have fun growing. See you. Bye.